Welcome to LoveWise Relationship Radio, bringing you love stories, advice, and open conversations for finding and nurturing true and lasting love. More wisdom at TrishaBennett.com. I'm Trisha Bennett, a couples and family therapist in practice for over 30 years. On behalf of myself, my co-hosts, and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. Today we have a super tidbit for you from one of our Monday night free coaching calls for women. And the snippet is on a topic around irresistibility. I'm going to start by reading the dictionary definitions that I like the most of the word irresistible, and they're short. Uh, Number one is impossible to resist as an irresistible impulse. Number two is having, having an overpowering appeal, as in irresistible beauty. And number three, which is my personal favorite, is without resistance, obstruction, or struggle. So tonight's topic, being irresistible, is what we resist persists. What I've been thinking about this week is the things that kept repeating in my life that I did not want to repeat were the things that persisted. I was working hard, I was overgiving, I was always doing everything alone, and I was single. And I kept bumping up against those things. They were the things that I really didn't want in my life. And they continued to persist. And it wasn't until I started seeking the support of women who helped me to see that the answer was in surrender. So the answer to all of the things that I was resisting in my life, all of the things that kept persisting, the answer to those things was in my surrender, surrendering to them. So I want to just talk a little bit about the things that we tend to resist as women. And as I'm reading this list of things that we resist as women, What would your life be like if you stopped resisting and surrendered to these things and allowed yourself to feel the feelings that you have around them? So when I made my list, it was that one of the things I did was I resisted giving time to myself. And I probably spent decades resisting giving time to myself. I spent all of my time at work. I did very few things to take care of myself. I didn't do a lot of goal writing or journaling or any kinds of self-care. I I felt like self-care was selfish and overindulgent. And I find that many women resist giving time to themselves. And just being on this call is part of giving that time to yourself. Women resist putting ourselves first. And when we resist putting ourselves first, others can't put us first. When we don't allow ourselves to be taken care of, we don't make room for someone else to take care of us. We resist or deny our own truth because we think we want too much or we don't deserve to have what we want. We resist our unhappiness and sharing truthfully with others that we want partnership in our life. 
And Heidi always says that she suffered in silence and her pillow caught a million tears. We resist our fears. In the workshop, we have an exercise where we take on our worst fear and we ask ourselves if we really want to live with that fear on a daily basis for the rest of our lives or if we'd rather stop letting our fears run our lives. We resist telling the truth about how we feel, our successes and our failures, our hopes, our dreams and desires. We avoid asking for help because we either don't know how or we're too embarrassed to let others know that we're not where we want to be in life. So there are a lot of things as women that we resist. And one of the things we we encourage women to do is to send in questions each week. And one of the questions that I got this week was around, around letting go of resistance. And what I want to say about that is the beauty of all this resisting is what's on the other side of it. Actually allowing ourselves to admit the places where we're resisting. Because once we acknowledge those things, then the universe is able to start shifting and working on our behalf. So there's a um, little Swedish proverb that says, friendship doubles our joy and divides our grief. And one of the reasons that we're here is so that we can double our joy and divide our grief. We're here as women together to share where we're really at so that we can stop resisting it and start moving toward the things that we really want. So I'd like to open the call up to anyone who is willing to share some of the things that you know you've been resisting and to see if we can feel some movement by just sharing those things that we've been resisting. So what are areas of your life that you know that you resist and that continue to persist because of your resistance to them? Sharing the things that we resist is the beginning of breaking them up. It's the beginning of disintegrating those things that are holding us back. Hi, this is Sheila. I I can share something. Great. Thanks for Uh, having the courage to start. (laughs) My pleasure. Uh, One of my goals that I I put out for this cycle is to become the classy, disciplined, punctual woman. (laughs) And what that means for me is basically taking care of myself more like I was before, and that's with how I clean my home thoroughly as opposed to just a little bit to taking my baths every night instead of just a quick shower or or something of that sort. And I realized recently that part of my resistance has been to what I was labeled as before. I had roommates from 1998 until 2002 or so, and they said that I was anal in being clean. And after the experience, I realized, okay, maybe I was a little anal, but I was clean. (laughs) And they had a different standard of clean uh, or of, you know, having the home clean. So since then, I've gone through losing 16 people to death back-to-back, not knowing it would affect me emotionally to the point of depression, and then experiencing depression, then I didn't want to clean, partly because of how I felt. But then I also resisted cleaning thoroughly like I did before because 
I look forward to being married, and I don't want to be anal like my former roommates called me that seemed to be, I don't know if the word is offensive, but a threat per se. And um, that's that's the best way that I can put it right now, whereas what I resist and why I resist, but it's one of my goals that I'm I'm trying to accomplish within this cycle um, it you know it has something to do with taking care of myself and not wanting to be what I wasn't accepted for before. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you know, I this is it's it's really great because one of the other questions that I got um, this week was around you know why is this topic about being irresistible to men? Why can't we just be irresistible to ourselves? Mm-hmm. And my answer to that is well, that's where it all begins. Right. You know, we can't be irresistible to men until we're irresistible to ourselves. You know, nobody can love us more than we love ourselves. So it's a perfect example. And, you know, I think it's this is really about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't pick your husband unless you trust yourself. And trusting yourself begins with little things like cleaning your house and cleaning your body and your, you know, and trusting yourself that your standards are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that your standards are your standards. And, you know, on the flip side, you want to make sure that you're not overdoing it, you know, that you're not trying to overcompensate in some way, but that it's just a natural expression of who you are. Because we don't want to be doing something that isn't authentic. Mm-hmm you know, or doing something that takes so much time that we don't get to enjoy our life. You know, I have a tendency to be a little OCD myself, mm-hmm. and I can spend a day rearranging closets that don't need to be rearranged when I could be outside enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. So it's about learning to trust yourself and finding balance, and it's an absolutely perfect example. Okay. So thanks. You're you're putting yourself back on the map. You're honoring yourself and the way that you like to live. Right. And it's critical to do that before you find a partner. Mhm. Okay. So yeehaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks. Sure. Who else is out there that wants to say what you've been resisting that's been persisting and what might be possible if you surrendered to it? I'll go. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Just in a generalized way, just one theme that pops up is what I resist is change. Mm. And it's something that I can honestly say I wasn't always resisting change in my younger days, but as I'm getting older and maybe a little bit um, more set in my ways, perhaps. I don't know. I'm 46, so I've never been married. One thing that find that I find myself resisting is just general change. And I can't put my finger on it because it's not like it's one chronic area, but just being flexible and adjustable and, and, and just, as, as people like to say, just go with the flow. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's easier said than done. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, go with the flow. That's I wasn't born and wired that way, so it's a hard yeah. thing for me to get my mind around. Yeah. So change is something that I resist, and it's something I'm working on very 
like continually. I'm always working on that. So I apologize that I can't come up with a specific example, but just to say that that's a huge wall I have to break down because change happens every day in your life. Mm. So that's a big one. (laughs) And that's probably the root of all my problems. Well, you know, when you were saying that, it reminded me of what they tell you to do if you get caught in a riptide. Toes and up, something like that. You're right. supposed to just get on your back and float. Yeah. Like instead of trying to fl- swim into shore, you're supposed to just lie on your back and go with the tide. And that eventually the tide will bring you in or you can shout to somebody for help, but you're supposed to like be irresistible to the riptide. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> let yourself be carried or it will, it, you'll run out of steam and sink. So... In terms of the change, you know, changes in life and around you, it's like surrendering to the change and and trusting yourself that you can flow with the water, you know, that you can go with it and that you'll be safe. So it's really reminding yourself that you're a grown woman and trusting yourself that you can be safe and just knowing that you're not wired in a way that you love change. I'm certainly not wired. I don't adore change myself. I like my life the way it is. I don't care for change. But I enjoy having fun, but I don't like my life to, you know, I don't like major changes in my life. Some people do. Well, I so, think it's a sense of control, too. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. probably very connected to people with control issues, and I'll admit first and foremost I'm one of them. So. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a controlling person, you have a hard time with change because it's not going to go exactly how you want it to. Right. (laughs) Which tends to be how a lot of life is. Right. And so when it's my way or the highway, that works sometimes and you get away with it, but it doesn't work all the time. And eventually people will start walking away from you and you're left with nothing or no one. So. Change is something that I just have, I'm just sharing it because I don't know the magic answer except that I just, every day I try to just be mindful of, like, am I being resistant, am I being flexible, which way am I going, and Mm -hmm. can I be more flexible, and just stop for a second and just think about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is probably a fair amount of progress for me because I think my gut reaction usually would be, oh, no, not doing that. <laughs> you know, yeah, to nope. slam on the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, shut the window. Nope. So allowing and receiving is still with me since mm-hmm. two call cycles ago because, yeah. you know, being able to, quote, go with the flow is part of allowing and receiving. Mm-hmm. And that's still one of my current goals. Or, you know, I've reworded it in a different way, but it still all boils down to allowing and receiving, and that's just about giving up some control. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. Something that I would encourage everybody to add to your thought process around this is the idea of trusting yourself and knowing that you're safe, that when you're in a situation that feels uncomfortable to ask yourself, am I safe? Do I feel safe? And a lot of times just taking a minute 
to get present to whether you feel safe or not will help you to deal with things that you might otherwise feel uncomfortable with, just to check in with yourself and say, yes, actually, in this moment, I am safe. Anybody else? Thanks, Mary. Anybody else want to share something about an area where you resist that seems to persist and what might happen if you stopped resisting or surrendered to it? Well, just as Lisa, I'd like to share something um, that happened a couple of years ago on my journey to meeting my fiancé and being divorced for a fairly long time. One of the things that I finally picked up with myself is that I was doing all this work and really trying to meet someone. And in between, all I could think about was that he wasn't here yet. And so it took me a while to realize that I was resisting that the guy wasn't there yet in my life. Mm. And it was such a preoccupation of mine, like I naturally kind of went to that thought whenever I had space between whatever I was doing. And and I, you know, and you follow the dictum of, you know, what you resist persists. I realized that as long as I resist him not being here, then that's what the universe will keep supplying me, is that he won't be here. So I think that looking at that resistance of not being happy with my life that, that he wasn't there and getting to the point I realized that what was underneath that for me, you know, um, was a fear that he would never come and and the fear of being alone. And so when I got kind of underneath that, and, you know, I did a variety of things. I did tapping, which is a very interesting uh, procedure to uh, deal with, you know, kind of automatic fear that kind of comes up inside you, or um, I did body work, whatever it was. I realized that I a was trying to control control it. So Mary, you're definitely you're definitely not alone in in, in that venue. And I was um, I was so afraid to be alone that I just couldn't bear the thought of it that I was going to be that I might be alone the rest of my life. That it was almost unbearable to even think about that or to even accept it. Like if I, because I was afraid that if I accepted it, then it would come true. Mm. But in fact, I was creating my own misery because I was resisting, um, you know, not having someone in my life. And so through the process, I kind of let go of that resistance. And you know, most of you know the good news is that you know I'm happily engaged. You know, so. I um uh, I would say that that usually if there's a resistance there's a fear to you know kind of work with or overcome and uh, and anyway so that's kind of what I wanted to share. That's great. Thank you, Lise. You know, when we're afraid of something and we're trying to control it, it's usually because we don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what to do puts us into fear. And that's where I had my insight in this process for myself was that just because I didn't know what to do didn't mean that nobody out there knew what to do. And that was a huge insight for me was that just because I didn't know didn't mean somebody else didn't have the answer. And the answer was actually out there, but I was so busy trying to figure it out myself 
that I wasn't allowing anybody else to save me from my fear. And it wasn't until I opened myself up to the support of really happily, successfully married women, women who had what I wanted, that I was able to start expressing my fears and allowing myself to receive some solutions. They actually gave me some action steps, which helped me to step out of my fear and into action. And I found that when I was in action, it was hard to be in fear and in action at the same time. That there was something about being in action that gave me hope and that dissipated my fear. really want to encourage women, this call is all about letting it rip. Everything we do at Be More You is about getting you out of yourself, sharing what's going on inside so that you can find the answers that you're looking for and the action steps to move you toward your dream and away from the fear of not having it. Well, that's it for this episode. We thank you for joining the conversation and hope that you've been inspired. For access to more about our programs and publications, please visit trishabennett.com. If you're a married woman with a great love story that you'd like to share here, please let us know by messaging us at our contact page. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we wish you love.